we are talking about transformation, the amazing, incredible process that God has arranged for you the moment you're born again to be able to walk in all the promises and power of God. Not because of your calling, not because of your upbringing or your culture, but because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is what's available for every believer, the ability to transform into all that God has for them. Now I want to take today and, and just kind of help with some of the language so that we will know the difference. So when, sometimes when I talk to people and I say, yeah, you should do this, they say, yeah, I do that. And this is what works, so I already do that. I got that down. I already understand that. And so I want to kind of help with clarifying maybe some of the wording in Scripture to help you to see more clear uh, what is he really talking about? What is the writer really talking about? So we're going to look at a few verses here and just kind of do some passing review. But uh, let's start in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through verse 24. That you put off concerning the former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So I love this scripture specifically because it shows us that the new man, which is the inner man, the old man is the old body, the outward body. The new man is the inner body. Now it's important to know that because some people confuse the new man with the new nature. And see, you have a new nature, and the new nature is already complete. It's already in you, but it's like a seed. And inside of that seed is the image of Jesus in all of his uh, perfection, in his holiness, in his love. That's already in you. The image, the seed is already in you, but it's only an image. And here it tells us to put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. What I love about this verse here is it tells us that this is where your inner body was brought to light. It was dark, but it was rebuilt re or quickened like your new nature. It became alive from darkness. It, got, it went from light out of dark, life out of death. So your inner body, your new man, is now in the same righteousness and holiness of God. That means that you now can hold the love of God and the truth of God in your inner man. You can now hold it there. Where before you were born again, you could not because you were a creature of darkness. But now you're a creature of light with an inner man, an inner body that is created in righteousness and holiness. When you see the word righteousness, that means, that's talking about the new nature, that the new nature brought to life your inner man or the new man. So the new man is talking about your inner man. In righteousness and holiness. That's how it was created when you accepted Jesus. So now your inner man is as righteous as your new nature, which is as righteous as Jesus. That's what makes you righteous. Now the new man can now understand the things of God. I want to jump over here to... Uh, another one of our core verses, 1 Peter chapter 2. And he talks about in chapter 2, verse 2, he says, As newborn babes 
desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby as newborn babes. So the imagery that's being painted, the, the truth that's being painted here is that you went down to the altar, whatever age you were, and you accepted Jesus in your heart. What that meant was you received a new nature. The nature of Christ is complete. It's perfect. It's full. It's never, you never add to that nature. You can never take away from that nature. You either have the nature of Christ or you have the nature of sin. Well, out of darkness, God brought light and God brought righteousness out of sin, life out of death. That was the quickening of your old nature into the new nature. Now you have a new nature, a new nature which is righteous as Jesus himself. That's why it is Christ in me. That's what makes you righteous. So now I have that new nature, and that new nature brought to life my inner body. My inner body is the mind, the emotions, the desires of my inner man in the spiritual realm. It's what you walk around in heaven with or in hell with for the rest of eternity. The outward body is the body that you wear, the mind, the will, emotions of the outward man. It will fall off of you one day. But you have an inward body that was brought to life. It was created when the new nature was put into it. It was created in righteousness and holiness. But according to First Peter in other verses that we won't go into, the knowledge of the inner man was wiped out. See, your inner man had the knowledge from the dark world, from the dark nature. So it used to have knowledge in it. But when you were born again, it went from dark to light, from death to life, from sin to righteousness. So now the inner man was kind of like rebooted, wiped clean of all the knowledge it used to hold. And now it is, a, it is a created in the righteousness of God. The word created there, I love that it means created new from nothing, but, made, but from material that was already there. That's what it means. It's, it's a difficult word to understand until you realize that God didn't just create people. He had to find us in the family of Adam to help us go into the family of God. And that the transformation process, although is simple, is complex. And we must understand it to understand why we do what we do. Why do you need to pray in tongues so much? Why do you need to worship so much? Why do you need to meditate on the Word of God so much? Why can't we just accept it? Many, many believers will say language like, Yeah, I identify with my inner man. I identify with my spiritual man. I identify with my new man. Which I like that. That's technically very accurate because that's who you really are. But you're wearing this outward body. But the renewing isn't just changing how you think. It's not like I used to think one way, and now I choose to believe the Word of God, so I'm renewed. No, because if you can choose to do it and then choose not to do it, that means you're not being transformed. That means you're making a choice. If you have to choose not to do something, if I say, if I say to you, I walk in the love of God, I choose the love of God, I want to punch you in the mouth for what you just said, but I choose to love you. See, the fact that I had to choose means it's not transformation. Choosing is the beginning where you're not settling for less. 
but if he had to choose not to punch you in the mouth, then that meant there was something else speaking to you. I remember talking to Pastor Dave Roberson about a person who, a leader who was very mean to me one day. A leader that I loved and respected was very vicious. And I was defending that leader. And I said, well, Pastor Dave, they just had a bad day. I remember he said to me, Alan, they weren't having a bad day. If someone could be mean like that, that's the real them. That's where they live. The fact that they could be mean to someone like that, it means the other days they may have been having good days. But the real them has the capacity to be vicious and mean. And see, that is the difference between transformation and acting like the Word of God. Because if I'm really transformed, it's who I am and where I live. I don't have other options. And that's what I want to kind of emphasize today, is if you just identify with your inner man, according to Peter, your inner man's still like a baby. You have to first fill up the inner man with the knowledge of God. It doesn't hold the knowledge of God instantly. A quick question would be, the moment you got born again, did you receive all of Christ? Yes, and yes, you did. You received that new nature in His fullness. But can you now, um, really quick, just just go ahead and quote to me the book of Isaiah. Did the Word of God download into your spiritual mind instantly the moment you're born again? See, you have to fill it up first with the knowledge of God. And that's what I want to show you today in the picture of transformation. It's not as simple as I'm choosing to live like God, so I'm renewed. It's it's so much more powerful than that. From a distance, it does look like, yeah, I, I prayed and sought God and I changed the way I think. I worship God and I changed the way I feel. I used to be angry, now I'm not so angry. But that happens in the world. The natural man could do that. A natural person can do that without God. Change the way they think. And what I want to show you is that something more incredible, something much more incredible happened to you when you changed. What happened was actually transformation, that you spent that time praying in tongues. God, the Holy Spirit, taught you to spirit to spirit, your inner man. He filled it with the truth from God's mind and self. And that truth went into your inner man, your inner mind, your spiritual mind. Your inner man. And now that new man can understand it and hold on to it. So when you got that truth in your new man, you spent time praying in tongues, you spent time in the Word of God, and the truth of God went into your inner man. And now, because you have that truth in you, you can renew. It is where the renewal process took place. You renewed it with knowledge of light, where it used to have knowledge of darkness. So now what you do is you take that knowledge that's in your inner man, that came from God, and you mortified the fake knowledge, the almost good enough knowledge of the outward man. That is a miracle, what happened. What happened was you transformed. That's so much more than just changing how you think. Many believers are stuck in a loop where they say, I believe the Word of God, but they don't see the power of the Word of God because really they haven't renewed their inner man with the knowledge of God enough to really believe yet. 
See, I can say I, I believe the Word of God and I hold on to the Word of God. That's the first step. That's the beginning to say, I don't accept anything else. Anything else is a lie. That's the first step. But until you renew your inner man with the knowledge of God, you don't have the capacity to really believe the Word of God to where the power comes forward. The renewing is what's important. But where does renewing take place? In the inner man. Let's look in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. I'll start in verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ, that's us, who are born again, seek those things which are above. Now, I'm going to pause here because many Christians will just say, seeking those things which are above means I seek the emotion of love instead of hate. I, I seek the emotion of joy instead of sorrow. I seek the, the emotion of peace instead of anxiety. But that's not what he's saying here. There's, in the natural man, your natural emotions, your natural uh, part of your soul, can have emotions of joy, emotions of love. But they're from this world. They're from the natural man. The natural man is from the earth. It's actually made of earth. But you have an inner man that's now alive, that has the capacity to take love from above, which is from God, to take thoughts from above, which only come from God, and to hold on to them and to keep them and to make them who you are. So when it says here to seek those things which are above, I don't believe he's saying here just think of the good things. Just quit being angry and be nice. I think he's saying here, what he's saying here, is to look up to God in heaven and go get his love and make it part of your inner man. Because now your inner man is created in the righteousness and holiness of God himself by the new nature. But it's like a baby. It's empty. It doesn't ha- have the love. It doesn't have the thoughts and the knowledge of God yet. But it has the capacity to hold the things of God. And that's why we should focus on getting those things in our inner man. So from that standpoint, we can mortify the outward man. Someone said to me one time, they said, yeah, I, I killed that. I used to be mean, but I mortified it. And what they, what they were trying to say was, I fight with being mean, but I've overpowered it with my willpower, my strength. But that's not the same as mortification. If you have to choose to resist something, it's not dead yet. It's not mortified yet. It's still there. And good for you for choosing not to do it. That's a great start, but you don't want to live there your whole life. There's a process called transformation for you, the believer. doesn't matter where you started because it only comes from the Spirit. So you can be in a real mess when you found God, but you're not behind if you spend time praying in the Holy Ghost and worshiping God and in the Word of God because these are renewing the inner man. If then you you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So we're to seek those things which are from Him. Love, joy, peace, thoughts, knowledge. Set your affections on things above, not on things of this earth. So put your target to fill up with things that come from God, and not of things that come from this earth. There's a love that comes from this earth. 
but it's as different from God's love as the moon is from the light of the moon is from the light of the sun. It's good, but it's not God. It's not good enough. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Where Christ, who is our life, appears, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death or mortify your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedient, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourself are to put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you put off the old man with his deeds. So the old man is the natural body, the outward body, the outward man, the old man. That's the leftover that was left to darkness, left to death. It's going to fall off of you one day, either when you pass away or when the trumpet sounds, that old body will be replaced with a new body, a new outward body. So God's not trying to renew the outward man. Many times as Christians, we our language is, I changed the way I think, so I've renewed, I've renewed my, I put on the new man, I've renewed my mind. But God's not asking you to think and make your outward mind think like God, because it can't. It cannot handle it. It is of this world, of this earth. But you have another mind in the spirit man, the new man, that is now alive and lit up by the new nature and is righteous. So your inner man can hold the truth of God. And so when you fill it with the knowledge of God, through praying in tongues, through meditating the word, when you fill it with the word love of God through worship, the inner man gets stronger. The inner man gets stronger and stronger so much so that it starts to attack. It starts to confront thoughts and emotions of the outward man and say, you know, that's not right. That's not good enough. I'm going to I'm going to challenge it. And that's when you mortify your thoughts and your emotions of the outward man. It's not by changing them, it's by mortifying them. See, when I have a revelation, we call it, and I'm sure you've had one too, where God has shown you something, that's an amazing miracle. Think about it. A revelation means you thought you can now understand something that came from the mind of God. That's incredible. That is a transformation. That means that you put something in your inner man, a truth, and it built up so much that it challenged a a thought that came from your outward man. It challenged it and said, no, that's not acceptable. And you killed it. You killed that outward man's thoughts with an inward man's thoughts that came from God. That's a mortification. That's transformation. That's a miracle. That's powerful. That means if you if you got one thought from God, what if you got two or ten or a thousand or a million thoughts from God about who you are and what you're doing for God? That's an amazing miracle that's available to you and to me, to every believer. Unfortunately, the modern church has gotten so focused on trying to win the world that they got get you started busy trying to win the world first. 
and you're trapped with trying to do it with your outward ability. Your outward man, I'm trying to give you the love of Alan in the name of God, but the devil's not afraid of the love of Alan because he knows he can stop the love of Alan. But what he's afraid of is if I get the love of God in Alan and then mortify the love of Alan and replace it with the love of God, the devil is afraid of that because he cannot stop the love of God in me or in you. Let's start in verse 8 now, Colossians 3. But now you yourself are to put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you put off the old man with his deeds. So your old man, this outward body, is who you put off. And that's the point of salvation. You didn't get it. It didn't all finish. It started at salvation. It wasn't finished at salvation. You have an old man to put off. If you have to put it off, it means you're wearing him right now. So how do I put off the old man? Well, it's talking about the natural, carnal emotions and thoughts and desires of this outward body. It's not talking about your skin or toes or your fingers, uh, your hair. Um, I went and got a haircut. I put off the old man. I got my haircut. No. The old man is here is not talking about the body itself, but what the body contains, the personality in the body, the, the thinking, the emotions, the desires of this outward man. We put him off and have put on the new man. So the new man here is talking about your inward body. And this is what I want you to see. And you put on the new man. I'm, I know I'm kind of nitpicking here, but it's because I have so many people who want to dismiss this process. As, oh, I did that. Yeah, I, I put on the new man. I, I, I was going to get angry at my, my mailman for putting my mail in the wrong spot, but I chose to love him and forgive him. And so, therefore, I have put on the new man. A lot of, a lot of preachers will tell you, the moment you're saved, walk as a new man. Just go walk it out. Go ahead. and You have all of God already. And how many of us have went out trying to pray for people, trying to minister the love of God, trying to minister in the power of God, and fell flat on our face? Because someone told us we could just put on the new man. Putting on the new man isn't just choosing to put on the godly attributes. Putting on the new man tells us here in verse 10, And have put on the new man, which is renewed. So the renewing is what's important here. You can't put on the new man until you renew it. You can't change your thought from the inward man to from the outward man to the inward man until you fill up the inward man with a thought that came from God. Your inward man, the moment you're saved, is like a little baby. It has no knowledge about God or about spiritual things. It was wiped clean at your salvation and is now alive and created in righteousness and holiness. So now it can hold the things of God, but it's empty. So before I can put him on, I must fill him up. I must renew him with the knowledge. Why it uses the word rebuild and renew and renovate here is because the inner man used to be dark, full of knowledge from the dark world, from the dead world, but it was brought to life when you were born again and created in righteousness and holiness. Now that it's light and righteous and holy, it can hold the things of God, but it is empty. So you must fill it up first, and the only place to fill that up is not from a church service. 
It's not from someone laying hands on you or prophesying over you. The only place to fill it up is by the things of God, things that originate from God. You have to fill it up with a truth that originated from God. Now, if a preacher preaches a truth that came from God's mind, your inner man eats it up. You know, like if you're in a church service and someone sings and your inner man goes, oh, that's from God. See, your inner man knows what came from God and what didn't. There's a lot of teaching, there's a lot of music, songs, prophecies that originate in the mind of man. And they may even be accurate as far as according to Scripture, but they originate in the mind of a man, in the name of God. And your inner man doesn't grow from that. It's only renewed by knowledge, by love, that come from God himself. That's the only place to fill up your inner man. That's the only place to renew your inner man from. It's not a choice. I, don't, I can't choose to just say, I'm born again now that I am completed him. I choose to identify with this new man, and, and now I'm done. That, it's good that you know the new man is who you are. The new man is the real you. You live in that new man. You have that new man. You are, that is who you are for the rest of eternity. That is good to know and good to do. But if you just identify with that, you're identifying with a little baby that has no knowledge yet. It's better to first fill up the knowledge. That's transformation. I must renew the knowledge of my inner man before I can put him on. And that means before I can put off the old man and mortify the old man, I must first renew the knowledge of my inner man. Too many Christians are trying to get so in a hurry and I think it's because this this work of transformation is a lost message in the body of Christ, or for the majority of the body of Christ. You have to put you have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we must first renew the knowledge of the inner man. We must first pour in and take the time to pour in. Uh, the love of God, pour in the truth of God. And what's important to understand, it only comes from God. The knowledge of God, the love of God, the things of above, above only come from God. I can't build up my inner man with stuff, with time, that does not mean spending time with God. If I've ever been convinced in my life of the importance of spending time praying in tongues, spending time worshiping God. It's now. Because I'm realizing more and more, especially as I'm teaching this out, my inner man will stay like a little baby, like a child. It'll stay like an infant in knowledge, in love, until I spend time with God. And you, I'm, I'm going to pause here because, no, you don't have to not do anything. You can still share messages of Jesus about salvation with your neighbor and friends. You don't have to wait until you're perfect to do anything. God will start working with you the moment you're saved. And I think it's healthy for us to do that. But there is a part of the gospel where Jesus says, The things that I do, you shall do also. It's a part of the gospel that I think is really kind of been overlooked. We we talk about it, but it's overlooked. 
because it's for the whole body. Every one of us can have that. I'm going to just skip over here to John 14. In verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, Jesus says, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Now, we know this verse, we confess this verse, we speak this verse, we believe this verse. But why is it that this verse doesn't come to pass? If a, if a mama brought a little crippled child to Jesus, you would bet that that baby would leave whole, complete, every time. And this, this is quite a statement that Jesus makes, because what he's saying to you is that one of the, the best things in the world was Jesus uh, going to heaven to be glorified so that you could be born again. Now what he wants is to take his love and put his love into you. He wants to take his thought, his mind, his mission, and place that into you. And that means that his authority will rise up inside of you, so much so that the power of God will work through you the same way it did Jesus. In other words, Jesus wanted to have a billion Christians running around the earth that looked like Jesus, talked like Jesus, and the Holy Ghost was able to work through them the same way he did Jesus. But what we have now is generation after generation accepting a Christianity that talk about Jesus, talk about the love of Jesus, explain the love of Jesus, explain a pathway to heaven, and thank God for that. But we are sorely lacking the power of God because there has been very little transformation in the body of Christ. And this is what God wants, is for you to be like Jesus. Not just in name, but to have the actual love of Jesus in you. What a miracle that the love of Jesus can be so strong in you that when people meet you, they don't realize it's you. They feel the love of Jesus. That the thoughts and the peace and the joy in you will be so much of Jesus that the thoughts and peace and joy of your outer man is mortified and thrown away because you realize how small it is and how powerless it is to, to get you through this life. I hope I'm making sense here, but I want to, to really draw a line and say they're different. It's different. The love of the outer man is different than the love of Christ in you. The, the thoughts of the outward man, even though they may be good and in the name of God, are tiny, tiny compared to the thoughts and knowledge that you can have in your inward man. So much so that you'll want to mortify it and not just partner up with it. I'm going to mortify the thoughts of my outward man. Even though they may sound good and be good, they're not good enough. They're not the same as the thoughts and love and peace of your inward man. Over in Ephesians here, chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And prayerfully, I'm getting to convince you during this series of what incredible things are available to you. And helping us to see the path to get those things. 
to where the power of God to cast out demons, to raise the dead, to see the blind see, is available to you as much as any other believer. The power of God to walk in love, in peace, in joy. The joy of God, not your joy, not hyped up joy. The joy of God. The, the real joy, of the same joy Jesus had. Same peace Jesus had. The same love that Jesus has can actually be renewed in you, placed in you, and built up in you. But it goes in your inner man. And before you can put on the new man, you must first renew it and build it up with the love and truth from God. Too many believers are trying to make that a, a decision. Today, I'm choosing to, to walk in my new man. Uh, but tomorrow, I may have a bad hair day, so I may cuss you out or yell at you or be mean to you or lie to you or exaggerate to you. But see, there is a love that's available in Christ that will cost you everything. Your old man, your outward man will be, must be mortified. But it's mortified by what's in you, not by a choice. We don't want to just start mortifying everything. I'm going to mortify my outward man. You can't until you first renew the new man. It's from that new man being renewed that you begin to mortify the outward man. I'll do a teaching on mortification not too long from now. Mortification is dead. Pastor Dave Roberson always said, if you're in the mortuary and there's a mortician standing over you and you've been mortified, it means that you're dead. There's nothing in you. You are dead. There's no more person. It's just the body. Mortification isn't discipline. It isn't willpower. It's not a decision. It's a start. In other words, it's a start to say, I choose to live holy. It's a start to say, I choose to live like the Bible says I should live. That's a start. That's discipline. That's resisting the flesh. That is willpower. And that's a great start. You begin there. That is faith that you believe the Word of God is true. But if that's all you ever do, that's not mortification. Mortification means you've killed a part of you. You've killed a part, a thought, an emotion, a feeling in the outward man. You've actually killed it. If it's dead, it's not speaking to you. That's why I say if you have to choose not to be angry, it means you haven't mortified the anger in you yet. But you can if you put on the new man. You first must renew the new man, and then you can put him on over top of the old man. And then you can live like Christ, even though it's you standing there. Verse 14, Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason... I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family is in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, now look here, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. The strengthening of the Spirit is in the inner man. See, the inner man must be strengthened. It must be renewed. It must be built up in knowledge and built up in love. It must grow. The inner man is where the knowledge is, the renewing takes place. Many believers think that I'm changing the way I'm thinking, and I'm, I read the word and I change the way I think. And from a distance, that may be what it looks like. I used to think one way, but now I think another way. No, that's okay, but that's not close to what happened. What happened was a miracle. Your inner man was able to understand the truth in the Word of God. 
That's a miracle in itself. Because before you were saved, you couldn't understand the truth in the Word of God. You can read the words and put them together, but your natural mind is not in the same species as God. It's not in the same class as God. It's not, not divine, but it's not spiritually righteous. The natural man is of this earth. It's like an animal. And it cannot understand the things of God. But your inner man, now that you're born again, can understand the truth and knowledge of God himself. And when you fill up that inner man with the truth and the knowledge of God, you renew it in the knowledge of God. That's the renewing. That's the renewing, not making my mind, my natural mind, accept the truth. It is actually mortifying the thoughts of the natural mind and saying, you may think you understand, but you don't. There's a truth that the inner man says, you don't get it. Have you ever, have you ever been out and have been witnessing to someone and all of a sudden a scripture just pops out and you're like, wow, I didn't even know I knew that scripture. That was great. Praise God. You know, and you, you sat, the guy you're talking to, the person you're talking to thinks you're really smart, but you can't even locate that scripture. You, you're like, I know that scripture. <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, what happened there was somewhere, and we're not limiting the Holy Spirit, but somewhere you read that scripture. And your spiritual mind, now that it's alive, will never forget. It'll never forget. You're going to learn something new about God every day for the rest of eternity. You'll learn, you'll, you will think about God and go, wow, that's amazing. I just learned something new about God for the rest of eternity, every day. But your inner mind, your inner man's mind, has the ability to never forget. That means that when you read it, when you hear it, when you see it from God, the inner man's mind grabs it as a truth and will never let it go. And so when you quoted a scripture and you didn't realize you knew it, you knew it but it was in your inner mind. The Holy Ghost helped pull it through to your outward mind so you would be able to recall it. But it was always there. You know, there's days where, where I may forget where I put the car keys. There's times where I'll say hi to a person in church, a new person, and they'll tell me their name. And, and a minute later, I'm asking my wife, I for, what, did, what was their name? They told me their name, and I, I didn't make an effort to really hold on to it. Well, that's not going to happen for eternity. In heaven, you won't forget. You'll never forget the things you learned of God. That's the strength of your inner man that's now made in righteousness and holiness. Your inner man is the new man that became new when you were born again. It is the recreated human spirit, recreated in the image of, or in the, in the righteousness and holiness of God. The image is the new nature. I appreciate you letting me take the time to clarify all the lingo and all the language, because I want you to understand it. Some people may skip by, and they may look at the series Transformation on my my messages and go, oh yeah, I got that. I'm already, I'm already ahead of that. And so thank you for letting me be slow on this topic and clarify. Frankly, I was quite shocked when I began to teach this to mature Christians and how they, they kind of brushed it off and didn't, you know, it's like I got something good from God. I was so excited. It was kind of brushed off like, ah, that's all right. That's just, you know, 
and as I'm clarifying it better, I'm getting better at articulating it. I'm getting better at clarifying it. It's helping people to see the amazing miracle that only happens if you spend time praying in tongues, worshiping God. When you take time meditating the Word, when I read the Word of God, I read it with my natural eyes. It goes through my natural, natural eyes into my spiritual eyes, through my natural brain into my spiritual brain. My natural brain says, oh, I got it. I know what that means. My spiritual brain is taught by God, knows what it really means. And when I have built up and renewed my inner man enough, the new man is able to be put on over the old man, and the old man is being put off. So it's not a decision every day. Today I put on the new man. Today I put on the new man and put off the old man. This is much deeper when it uses that language. It's talking about a transformation, that I'm building up the new man with the knowledge of God, with the love of God. I must first renew the new man with the knowledge of God with the love of God, with the peace of God. It only comes from God. I can't get it from the man. It, it never existed on this earth. The love of God is not built on this earth. It's not from this earth. So I can't take it from this earth. I can't manufacture it. I have to go get it from God, from worship. And when I worship God, and I take a few minutes or an hour or more a day and say, I love you, I worship you, See, what's happening is a little piece of God, of His love. The actual love of God is being deposited from Him to my inner man. And my inner man is now, because it was created in righteousness and holiness, can now actually hold the love of God. When I have enough of that love in me, it looks over at my love of my natural man, which is good, but it's not good enough. The devil can stop at any time. There's a limit to it, but there's no limit of the love of Jesus in me. And when I build up that love and renew that inner man, then I can put him on. But until I renew it, I can't just put him on. I just can't put him on instantly. It's not a quick fix. And I know we want a quick fix. Why is it taking so long? Well, I don't think it'll take so long once we get there for others to follow. But someone's got to get there to where Jesus can show up on this earth through us and not just be talking about it. Verse 16, Ephesians chapter 3, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. See, this is talking about Christ being built in you, the attributes of Christ being built in your inner man, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, the width, the length, and depth, and height, to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This verse, these verses are talking about the attributes of Jesus Christ being built inside of you, your inner man, and built up inside of you so much that you are able to put on the Christ in you, the love of Christ in you, the thoughts of Christ in you, that you put 
them on over and put off the old man. It is a replacement. It's a transformation. It's not just a shining up and changing up the old man. It's not living right. It is about so much more than just living right and trying to live holy. It is about becoming like Jesus on this earth. Do you know that? This is a hard thing to say and a hard thing to accept for me. God wants to build Jesus Christ, the attributes, not himself, but the attributes, because he is, Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren, meaning that that is who I want to be like. That's who I can be like. I, I, the confused, dysfunctional child, person, broken, whatever you want to say about yourself, can actually transform into Christ the attributes of Christ on this earth. The love of Jesus himself could be in my life so much that people around me would feel and experience the love of Jesus as if he was standing here himself. The peace of Christ when he slept in the storm and they had to wake him up in the boat and he was puzzled why they were fearful. He was sleeping. That peace can become part of me, but it comes part of my inner man. It doesn't come automatically. I can't just say, I choose peace. Many Christians are saying, the Word of God says peace, so I think peaceful thoughts, peaceful thoughts, peaceful thoughts. No, that's, that is the first step. That is a good step, good for you. But there's so much more where the peace of God is actually where you live. And you've taken that peace of God where Jesus laid in the sleep on the boat when the storm was going and everyone else thought they were going to die. And they woke him up. That peace could be in you to where your family may think you're crazy because you're not afraid of what's going on around you. But there's a peace of Christ in you. And that peace of Christ, you put him on. You put it on. But it must first be renewed in your inner man. That's what I want to emphasize on this message today. You can't put on the new man until you renew it. You must first renew it with the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, and the, the knowledge of God. And when you renew it and rebuild that knowledge in your inner man, then you can put him on. You can put it on over your life. And put off the old man. Mortification isn't just saying no to yourself. That's the beginning. There's so much more to that. So much more available. available. And, and I want to get this across to you. Because it is a hard saying. And it's hard to accept. Because it's so much easier to say, Well, I'll just, just live for God. I just live for God and God works for me. And if that's the best you do, I am very proud of you. But there's so much more for us. And it's such a hard walk that we, we can go back generations and generations and not find one person that I know of or heard of that really walks in the fullness of Christ. That's how hard the devil is fighting the message of transformation. He's not fighting hard the message of good works, of doing good, of speaking in the name of Christ. But the message of transformation, he is afraid. Because the worst thing he is, worst fear, is having two Jesuses, ten Jesuses, a thousand Jesuses walking around the earth, 
What's he going to do with that? He had enough his hands full with just one of Jesus on the earth. But Jesus wants us, wants you, to go so far into him that he can show up inside of you and touch the world with his love, with his, his thoughts. It's not as simple as just stepping aside. Let me just step aside and introduce you to Jesus. It is about allowing the attributes of Christ himself. The love, the joy. I'm not talking about his divine attributes. I'm talking about his perfect human attributes. Love, joy, peace. These are things that only Jesus had on the earth. No one on the earth had his love. But when he died and was resurrected and glorified, he then says, you can have those things in you. That is what God wants from the church today. For somebody to transform enough that Jesus will show up inside of them. The love of Jesus, the attributes of peace, the attributes of joy, the attributes, the fruit of the Spirit, the thoughts and wisdom of God will come forward inside of a person. A man, a woman, doesn't matter what culture you are, doesn't matter what your background is, but the only place you'll find these things to renew your inner man, your new man, the only place to find them to strengthen your inner man is from Him, from the Holy Spirit, from time in worship, from time in God, from the Word itself. That is where transformation is found. You wonder why we always get back to pray in tongues, worship, fast, read your Word, confess the Word, because that is where spiritual growth comes from. That is where renewing comes from. And when you renew enough, then you're able to mortify. Then you're able to put off the old man. Then you're able to put on the new man, which is renewed. So the message again is, you can't just choose to put on the new man. You must first renew it with the knowledge of God and the love of God and the attributes of Christ himself. Then you can put him on. So let's get back to our prayer closet. Let's get back to our time with God. Don't be anxious because God can do more in one moment with the love of Christ in you than you can do in a thousand lifetimes with your love in the name of Christ. God can do more in one moment of your life. And one, one truth of God in your inner man has the power to mortify a lie that has held you captive your whole life and will continue to hold you captive. But one truth. That's why you renew the inner man with the knowledge of God. Because that little truth that you put in there by spending time with the Holy Ghost has the power to kill that thing that's held you captive for your whole life. Kill that thought that's made you feel insecure. Kill that thought that made you prideful. Kill the thought that made you... That thing you have to choose every day to say, I don't accept that. I won't go down that road. I won't do that. I won't think like that. That thing you're fighting with, you're going to fight with it your whole life. But if you take time to also renew the inner man, the new man, with the knowledge of God, just one little truth from the Holy Spirit has the power to kill that voice in your natural man that's been telling you, the old man, with his deeds, trying to tell you who you are, just like that. But you must first renew the knowledge in the new man. I hope you're being blessed, and I hope you're learning with me. I love you. I'm proud of you. Let's keep going. God bless you.